ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're doing this for Wednesday, January 13th. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds your great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer coming up on the program, and I've, I've even moved this time up. Uh, John Mercer, 5.15, coming up this afternoon. Uh, we're going to talk a little Marshall Tennis with him, of course. The schedule comes out this week. and I want to get into his uh, thought process, how this scheduling worked, why it is the way it is. Uh, was that part of what the university is trying to do? Was that part of what Conference USA is trying to do? A mixture of both, or just these are the opponents we could find to schedule I want to get into his mind a little bit and see how that applies across the board for scheduling with Marshall Athletics. So he's coming up in a few short minutes. And, of course, I think he put me off till today because he knows that coming up later this afternoon is going to be NHL time. And it's going to be his beloved Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. And that actually gets underway at 530 coming up on NBC Sports Network. So I promised John I'm going to try to get him off the air uh, in just enough time to watch his Penguins take on the Flyers. So, And that's coming up. That's the start of the season, the opener tonight, featuring multitude of teams, three of which will be televised nationally, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, as we mentioned, Chicago at Tampa Bay. That should be a fun one. I look forward to that one at 8 o'clock. And then St. Louis at Colorado. Uh, there are a couple of Canadian matchups as well, but uh, NBC is uh, focusing on the American broadcast tonight. Part of that reason being is the Canadian teams will be playing in their own division this year, uh, four different distinct geographic divisions. I like it. I wish more leagues would think a little bit along those lines. Now, yeah, sure, it's fun to play those teams from across divisions, but if you're really scheduling, I would revamp the whole thing. I mean, same thing with baseball. I I would look at American and National League and just think, okay, how can I make this schedule better? How can I make these matchups more enticing? I mean, would it be fun to see Cincinnati and Cleveland play more often? I mean, would it be fun to see Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit You know, have some teams that have some sense geographically. I mean, sure, as a kid, I loved to watch the Reds take on the Dodgers. That was fun for me. But those were also some fun matchups. It wasn't based solely on geography, so you can still have those. But at the same time, I mean, wouldn't it be great if we had these things realigned? Unlike college, realigned, we can have divisions, we can have conferences that make sense. And it's never going to be that way in college because the college conferences are out for themselves. The leagues are out for themselves. The Big 12 is out for the Big 12. The Big 10 is out for the Big 10. The SEC is out for the SEC. Same thing with the Pac-12 and the ACC. Doing what's best for those individual leagues, for themselves, for those leagues, okay, I get it. I understand. Uh, That's why we have strange bedfellows. And now, granted, 
you know, would you have thought that WVU would have been a Big 12 team just looking at the geography? Maybe not. It's worked out well for them. They seem to be happy uh, in that league as, uh, as an athletic department. But still, you know, wouldn't it be great if you had these rivalries that made more sense? I mean, sure, would you like to see a league in which West Virginia, Pitt, and Penn State are all in the same league playing each other? Like I said, that's a dream that's not going to happen anytime soon, not in my lifetime anyway. But for the pro sports, I think you can work that way a little bit. You know, maybe you tweak it a little bit. Maybe you can do so in basketball just a little bit. I think basketball is a little bit better, though, because you have the East and West, and it's it makes more sense to a degree. Plus, you, know, you have some easier pairings there. For baseball, I'd just like to see that sort of revamped. So maybe... If this works in the National Hockey League, maybe you can look at that in the future and say, well, why are these teams not playing each other more? Why are these teams, you know, why are these organizations not playing? Why do you not have these franchises interacting with each other instead of putting maybe old standing alignments in favor? I mean, more so in baseball, really. But I think it's going to be fun. As a hockey fan, as a Rangers fan, it's going to be fun. You're going to see the Islanders, the Devils a lot. Uh, you're going to see Boston. Of course, you're going to see Pittsburgh. You're going to see teams that make sense. You're going to see Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. That's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to all of that. But we are going to talk a little hockey, just a little with John Mercer. We're going to talk tennis with him. Marshall Tennis coming up here in the next few minutes. We'll get your phone calls in. Uh, later on, we'll go over what's happening in high school sports in the state of West Virginia. Uh, we've kind of got an idea of what the schedule is going to look like. The WVSSAC setting the championship dates in winter and spring, so we'll go over that with you. Let's talk a little TV before we call it a break. The numbers came out after we went off the air yesterday. And, you know, if you've listened to this program any, you know, I really like getting into the minutia, the the media, the TV, all that aspect of sport. And the national championship game, Alabama-Ohio State, we watched it. If you're listening to this program, I'm going to bet you listened or watched that game. And I watched a lot of it. I didn't go all out into the megacast. I know some people went into the Skycam, which I hear is uh, was, was actually better, was actually pretty good. Uh, I didn't do the control room. Uh I wasn't really looking forward to the film room because, again, if you're into the weeds, you want to get into that minutia, then maybe that's your channel to watch. The coaches just break it all down and, and, and speak to each other. But I just wanted to watch the straight-up game, and I'm sure that's the multitudes that were out there. just wanted to watch the straight-up game. And early on, I thought we were going to have a game. It got out of hand. Ohio State wasn't up to the test. The Buckeyes win 52-24, and I think this plays into a part of the ratings, but it's going to be the least-watched title game ever. The game drew 18.7 million viewers. That's the smallest audience for a title game in 23 years. It was the least-watched game in the college football playoff and the BCS. So if you take those two eras... And you look at the ratings and the numbers, this is the lowest of both the BCS and the college football playoff. It was also a 27% decline from last year's national championship game between Clemson and LSU. Now, 
Devontae Smith is an amazing athlete. He is one to watch. He's going to make some team happy. I don't think he's going to be an ultra-high first-round draft pick because I don't think NFL teams are going to go wide receiver unless they've got to pick the go. they got to pick the burn. But he's an amazing athlete, but he's not Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was something else last year, right? I mean, that's a part of it. He was a larger-than-life college football quarterback, won the Heisman, and, yes, Devontae Smith won the Heisman as well. But I don't know what the attraction was here. You had Ohio State, a team that a lot of fans, at least the ones I'm listening to and seeing on social media, are just like, you don't belong there. And they proved for a while. I thought that they proved for a while they did. I mean, they got to the championship game. You don't just stumble into that. And just didn't hold up here. And the funny thing here is the semifinal games drew a larger number. 19.2 million for Ohio State Clemson and 18.9 million for Alabama and Notre Dame. Uh, that's the first time that's happened in a semifinal in the BCS or CFP history. Uh, and that's according to Sports Media Watch, uh, part of the uh, reports that I was reading today on that. So the championship game, the smallest for a title game in 23 years, a serious decline here, 27% from last year's game between Clemson and LSU. I think the game had a lot to do with it, to be honest. I mean, this thing was getting out of hand. Okay, Alabama's won this thing again. All right. I mean, it, it's sort of... It's sort of caricature of itself. Now, we're interested because it's Alabama. That means Nick Saban. And what that means is we, as in this listening audience, probably has a, an interest in it. Plus, where we're at, this is probably a game that was uh, tailor-made for, for us. Because Ohio State, because Ohio State and Alabama, we have reasons to be interested in. It's just the game itself did not measure up, and I think that's a big part of the reason why the ratings are down. People are just like, I've, I've, I've seen Alabama, and they're beating up on Ohio State. I don't need to see this. We turn our attention to Marshall Tennis. I've got John Mercer coming up here on the next break. We're going to talk to him and get his thoughts on the upcoming schedule. I want to get his, um, his insight into how the schedule came to be and everything that goes into trying to run a athletic department in COVID-19. And in his case, run a program trying to schedule and deal with everything that is involved with it. So we'll talk to John Mercer when we continue. Later on, we'll uh, go over what's happening in high school sports in West Virginia. We'll break down those dates, what you need to know. And it's all coming up. Thanks for staying tuned. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Joining us now on the Miller Lite phone lines, the head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team, John Mercer, and the schedule being released this week. Are you excited? You finally get to play some um, you get to play some tennis. You get to you get to see some tennis action here. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's going to be nice to actually play something that counts. So it has been a while since last, uh, what, March? Beginning of March? Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. How frustrating has it been? Uh, the expectations were pretty good for your team 
last we spoke in 2020 when we still were talking about matches that meant something. Um, how have you channeled that? Um, you know, what are the expectations? Uh, it's completely different landscape. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were on a pretty good roll. I mean, we were 11 and four and, you know, feeling pretty good about ourselves. We were heading into a tough stretch, uh, with the schedule, but, uh, you know, we were doing well and, and excited about it. And so it was kind of a shame that we had to shut it all down. Uh, you know, as far as this year, you know, it's a new year. So, you know, you can't, you can't dwell on last year and what happened. And, uh, you know, obviously it's just everything that's happened is completely out of our control. So, which, uh, you know, as you know, it can be a little tough on the coaches sometimes <laughs> when things get totally out of control, out of your control. Uh, but, you know, you just, you kind of just use the cliche. I mean, you just kind of take day by day. Uh, you know, we were informed uh, right at the beginning of the fall that, you know, we weren't going to be able to play anything all fall. Uh, so that was a little tough. Uh, but, you know, I give our players a lot of credit. They showed up every single day. We practiced six days a week. Uh, we got all of our hours in. We did our 20 hours a week. And uh, we did it all fall. I mean, basically almost all the way up till Thanksgiving. And uh, they showed up and worked hard every day. And we're excited about it. And, uh, you know, I was actually, uh, you know, very impressed with the attitude and uh, just the perseverance to kind of to go through that because you just, you know, you're used to playing, especially in the sport of tennis. I mean, you know, you're used to playing like at least every two weeks, you know, playing something competitive, whether it's the summer or the fall or the spring. And, you know, growing up in juniors, you're always playing. You know, it's a 52-week uh, sport. So, you don't, you don't have these off-seasons. It's not really designed for off-seasons. Uh, you know, you got to play to get better. And, uh, you know, so we've had to be creative of trying to create, uh, you know, ways to get better without having – you know, the ability to actually go and compete against other people. John Mercer joins us. The schedule's been announced, and the first thing that piqued my interest was you're home a lot. You're not on the road much. Is that more of a school mandate, a Conference USA mandate to make the schedule look like this? No. What went into that? Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy at first because uh, you know, the first thing that came down was, uh, you know, we had to alter the schedule. The schedules are basically made like two years in advance normally. Uh, so this year's schedule was already planned out before this even happened, before all that happened in the spring. Uh, so the first thing that came out was we had to cancel all of our longer trips, all of our flying trips, uh, our longer travel trips. And so basically what that did is it took off all of our away matches. Not all of them. But it took off a nice, you know, chunk of them uh, where we were traveling. Our spring break trip, uh, you know, we had a weekend in North Texas where we were playing Florida International. Uh, we had another flying trip, uh, you know, that we were playing another, you know, top 50 teams. And we had to take all those off the schedule. And once you take all those off the schedule, then basically what you have left is what we have now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now there are some adjustments. Uh, you know, we lost a couple teams and we added a couple teams. But... Everybody seemed, you know, excited and willing to come to Huntington, and, you know, so we just kind of went with it, and, uh, you know, we're glad to host them. So that includes conference matchups. Uh, you couldn't travel if it meant getting on a plane and going. You couldn't do it. No. Yeah, no. We don't have a mandatory conference schedule. Uh, 
so you know basically every year we're as as a coach you know we have to put together a 25 you know date schedule and uh you know it works out nice you know a lot of the teams in the conference like to play uh we do play charlotte this year uh we might have a couple other ones on there but you know anything that you know is halfway close <laughs> other than not that many in our conference but you know that's halfway close that we can drive to we usually try to play so uh you know that's just kind of the way it worked out and yeah so you know nothing from conference it's more of you know maybe what you'll see in college sports you know there's a little more talk about you know regionalizing you know our schedule is much more of a regional schedule uh you know versus a conference schedule which is interesting because that's actually the way it used to be uh you know 15 years ago 15 20 years ago (laughs) Uh, been in this a long time, but, you know, there used to be a lot more regional scheduling and, uh, you know, regions meant something, you know, and we've kind of got away from that to where regions mean nothing and conferences mean something, you know, mean everything. And it didn't always used to be that way, which is interesting. I also notice you're piggybacking a couple of um, opportunities. Uh, Charlotte on the 13th of March, then Presbyterian College also in Charlotte, on the 14th, and then you look at the schedule, and uh, I looked at it wrong yesterday. It's University of Cincinnati on the 11th of April, and then University of Charleston. So you've right. got a double header on Sunday. Will Cincinnati and Charleston be facing off against each other as well, or is this just a, a Marshall uh, double header? Yeah, it's just a Marshall double header. So we, you know, I like to support, you know, some of the D2 schools, you know, in, in our state. Uh, you know, they always, you know, are, are very nice about it and appreciative that we give them the opportunity to play. It helps their recruiting, uh, obviously, to be playing a D1 school, uh, you know. And so, you know, just trying to support. We have a lot of kids from this area that play at those schools uh, over the years. And, you know, it's nice to bring them back to Huntington, get them down on our course, nice scoreboard, and, you know, get, you know, big-time officials and, you know, play a, a D1-style match. So uh, I think it's a great experience, you know, for them, and, you know, we're glad to, to help them out. Yeah, and notice as well on the 28th of March, you have Virginia Tech and then West Virginia State University with that pairing. Uh, also this year, you're playing against West Virginia University April 3rd and also back in Morgantown April 16th, so uh, a few days in between drivable games. So for the most part, Charlotte, Murfreesboro, those are probably your biggest trips. Uh, Lexington and, and Murray, Kentucky, probably the next. And, of course, Morgantown's an easy easy drive. Yeah. Yeah, the Morgantown one, that was, you know, kind of a late one, you know, where we decided to do a home and away. So they were really struggling, you know, with their Big 12 schedule. They're still playing their Big 12 schedule, but uh, because of the COVID protocols and, you know, just uh, – I don't know what else. They were really struggling to try to get matches, you know, to play. And so they, you know, me, uh, the coach here, contacted me and was like, hey, what do you think about playing a doubleheader? You know, we're playing, you know, two matches coming away. You know, we'd like to get another match in, you know, before our conference championship. And I was like, yeah, sure, you know, that'd be great. Like you said, in-state, you know, you can't beat that. And, you know, maybe it'll be fun. We'll see how it works out. So, something different. Yeah, it's something to talk about as well because um... – West Virginia, a good tennis program. Your tennis program, of course, uh, well-regarded as well. So 
the quality doesn't drop off there when you face off against each other. So they really don't lose. You don't lose. It's not a situation where you're playing a, a D2 you know the quality isn't going to be as good as, say, playing University of Kentucky right off the bat. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. So I think it's a good matchup. You know, go play them. And, again, that kind of that leads us into the next weekend's our conference tournament. And, uh, you know, so I'll get us a good quality match on the road, you know, up there in Morgantown and, you know, kind of continue to tune us up. You know, just one match that weekend. So, you know, hopefully we're fresh, you know, when we go to the conference tournament. And, uh you know, but we'll be uh, in sync, you know, and used to playing some good competition. John Mercer's joining me. The Marshall women's tennis schedule is out. So let's go over this a little bit in more detail. As I mentioned, uh, you've got several home games. Uh, you're facing off against Middle Tennessee, Charlotte. You technically can't call those conference games because there's not a set conference. Uh, you have Virginia Tech. They're always on the schedule, it seems. We mentioned the Mountaineers. Uh, you have James Madison University this year. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. Harrisonburg, Virginia, James Madison University. Uh, must be nice uh, to um, to keep it within West Virginia, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Virginia. It, it really, you found some yeah. good. You found a good mix. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, John. Yeah, You're welcome. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. You know, all the school. I mean, I think a lot of the schools are looking to you know this year, obviously, to do. To, to try to do regional stuff. Although we had James Madison scheduled before. So, you know, probably almost all those schools, you know, outside adding like the extra match with WVU and stuff, you know, we already had scheduled. Uh, you know, we just had more dates scheduled. You know, we had a trip to, to Las Vegas, you know, to play a couple of good teams out there. We were playing Columbia, you know, it was a top 35 team playing UNLV. Uh, you know, we've gone out there before, had some good success, you know, beat SMU, I think, when we were out there, or beat Las Vegas when we were out there, beat UNLV while we're out there. Uh, but, you know, like I said, you know, taking those off the schedule definitely made our schedule more regional, which we try to do. I mean, if you kind of look back, you know, the history of our scheduling, what I really try to do is, you know, if, if we're getting on a plane and we're really traveling somewhere, we're trying to play teams that are top 50 teams. Uh, trying to play, you know, and, and that's basically an attempt to, uh, you know, bolster the schedule, you know, bolster our ranking, move us up, hopefully, you know, get us up in the top 50 where then we can, you know, if we don't win our conference, we can get an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament. And so that's really the purpose of the, the traveling. You can't always do that just playing regional matches. And so, uh, you know, I've always kind of tried to keep a little blend there and try to keep that in mind. So really the scheduling has a lot to do with, like, what your goals are and, you know, where you feel like your team is. Uh, you know, the level of the team and, uh, you know, not playing the conference schedule gives you more flexibility to do that because there are more dates to play with. And, you know, we're not necessarily playing teams in the conference that aren't nationally ranked. We're not paying a lot of money to fly somewhere and play a team that's a 200-level team, uh, you know, versus a team that's a top 50 team. So, uh yeah, you know, I think it you know it works out pretty well budgetarily wise and it's efficient, and you know we're trying to get you know a good bang for our buck, uh, you know while trying to be competitive uh, nationally. John Mercer joins me on the program. The Marshall tennis schedule is out. What are the challenges? Scheduling aside, the challenges are now to follow guidelines. Uh, when we started this pandemic, we were trying to figure out what it would look like to play during a pandemic. So here we are 
What are the guidelines for you? Pretty much, I'm sure, similar to all the other Olympic sports as well. Masks, testing, all of that. Uh, what goes into pulling the schedule off? Yeah. Uh, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, tennis it kind of lends itself towards social distancing. And, you know, once we hit March, hopefully it will be outside the majority of the time. So, you know, we actually went all fall, didn't test one player or myself, you know, coach tested positive. Everybody, you know, everybody went the whole fall playing all those days, all those hours. And no one ever tested positive. So I think the, the sport itself uh, lends itself, you know, towards this situation in a positive way. Uh, you know, in regards to like what the rules are, uh, yeah, you know, the different conferences, like Conference USA, they kind of have the sports, they kind of have them tiered, one, two, three tiers. Uh, based on, you know, kind of those things, social distancing, you know, likelihood of proximity to your opponent or whatever and stuff. And we're actually on the bottom tier, like us and golf, you know, we're down there at level three. So our criteria isn't quite as stringent, but it will be. Uh, got off the phone today with Jared Muse, just kind of went over, uh, you know, there's like a six-page policy <laughs> that all of us coaches received, you know, going over every detail of everything. And, there's just a lot of detail. Uh, so, you know, traveling and, you know, for us to travel in a van, you know, we have to wear the N95 mask. We have to have eye covering. Uh, they have to have specific seat assignments. Uh, you know, just detail like that. Eating, you know, everything's eating out. Uh, they have to eat in their hotel room. You know, they can't eat together. Uh, you know, health hotel rooms, you know, we're supposed to try to, a lot of the kids, you know, they have roommates that also play on the team. You know, you're, so when we get to hotels, you know, we're making room assignments based on, uh, you know, who the roommate is at the dorm. <laughs> you know, so again, you're kind of minimizing contact tracing. Uh, you know, just a lot of little things like that. But when it comes down to playing a match, you know, it's, it's pretty much going to be the same. So, you know, by the time you show up, we'll walk out there and warm up and play and, you know, go through your warm up and all that. I mean, it's going to be the same thing. You know, pretty much what you saw in the football field in the fall. I mean, it looked like a football game. Uh, you know, there wasn't anything too bizarre or off the wall, you know, when it came to it. But, uh, you know, you just, we'll just have to pay attention to those details and, uh, you know, planning ahead, you know, really trying to, you know, plan out the meals and the eating and so on and, uh, you know, minimizing times at rest stops and you know, things like that. So, uh, I don't think it'll be too bad, you know, probably take a trip or two to kind of get into the swing of it as far as like our players who are, who aren't freshmen because they're, you know, freshmen, they don't know any different. So, you know, we'll probably take a match or two, but you said, I mean, the nice part is, is that, you know, we have a lot of matches at home. So, uh, you know, we'll just, you know, do the same, same thing as before. They'll probably just have to eat, you know, in their dorms or in their apartments before they come, you know, they won't be able to have a pregame meal you know, like we have before. So it'll be a little different, but, uh, you know, we still get to play the game, which is a great thing. So, uh, you know, we're all excited about that. Joining us on the program, John Mercer, head coach of the Marshall tennis team. The ladies' uh, schedule comes out. It starts on January 28th, ends uh, hopefully for for you, Coach, on April 25th. Uh, that'll be the championship game of the Conference USA Tournament in Denton, Texas, as a uh, I know you're excited to finally get this underway, but uh, I'm kind of curious. Um, yesterday, 
I get the schedule yesterday. I'm like, oh, great. John will be on the show yesterday to talk to me. <laughs> no, you weren't yeah. having that. You were like, no, I'm I'm busy. I don't <laughs> I don't have time for you today, Swan. I you know. Uh, and my first thought was, um, whoa, whoa, wait, I, I, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. John doesn't have time for me, really, really. And I didn't mean to be big time in you. you, you know? That's okay. I mean, I, I mean that's all right. <laughs> I, I get it. I mean you. Uh, I mean, Kemper doesn't big time me. I mean, you and Agnes maybe, but not Kemper. I mean, I've, I, yeah. thankfully, thankfully, I know I know who who takes care of me over there. You know, it's Kemper, not big time in me, but now you, Ari, big time in me recently. I mean, I mean, what are you guys doing? Coaching well, or something? I mean, are you pr- running practice? I mean, what are you what are you doing yeah. over there? Actually, actually, I had a tennis club. Okay, fair enough. All uh, right, so you're you're coaching. Yeah. All right. I was coaching, yeah. Yeah, so, so you you and Ari were, are doing like the coaching thing. I get it, but the, no, I know the real yeah. reason why you want to wait till today. Why is that? Um, oh, hockey season. Hockey season, yeah, I know, I know. Penguins, right. Penguins, Flyers are on right now. I'm surprised you haven't hung up this phone call just yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, games are important. Penguins, um, you think the Penguins have a shot this year? I don't think so, but. Ah. Uh. I don't know. We'll have to see how the season starts. See how. I don't know. They made some interesting moves in the off season, so uh, that was good. Seemed like they got a little younger, a little faster, which they needed to do. Uh, you know, it just seems so much uh, hockey. You know, can you stay healthy, right? Can you stay healthy and get a hot goaltender. So uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll see. We got rid of Matt Murray. He left. I mean, he obviously winning two Stanley Cups was unbelievable, but. Uh, maybe what Jari? Yeah, maybe he'll uh, play even better knowing he's the guy. So uh, you never know. You know, I mean, outside of college football, there always seems to be a dark horse coming out of nowhere. So <laughs> I'm hoping. Um, uh, we'll I- I'm hoping your guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping your guy Genny Malkin is going to be good. I'm hoping he's good this year. I hope so. Yeah, because he's, he's on my fantasy yeah, team. That line would be pretty good. They added that. Who was that guy? They added. They added somebody else, right? They have Rush, and they added another guy who's pretty fast, who's good. Uh, so, yeah, that could be a sleeper line. How are the Rangers? Uh, the Rangers are going to be loaded. Just, did you, just be ready. Just, there'll be trash talking this year. Actually, there will be tra- trash talk this year. It's coming. I'm the number one draft pick. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be on, like I think, the second or third line. Oh wow! Yeah, um, they're gonna work him up. Yeah, I think they're gonna put him yeah. on the third line. And um, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna be the one finally issuing some trash talk between us. And um, <laughs> uh, uh, you, um, yeah, it's like the Cleveland Brown fans. They finally won a game after like 20 years, and they're trash talking. You what? know, like talk to me in another 20. Years. Wow! Like, like <laughs> bombs drop. John Mercer, talk to me in another 20 years, Browns fans. I mean, like, really, like, you know, one game. Like, you know, if you get 20 chances, you're probably going to win one of them. Hey, by the way, so, um, I just yeah. want to let you know, your phone did not hear from me when the Bengals beat the Steelers. I just want to put that out there right now. Your phone did not hear from true. me when that happened. I let that be. That's true. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. I, you know, what a what – a, Disappointing end of the year, right? After eleven and zero. Yeah, I mean, so. sorry it happened, but I, I left that alone. And um, you know what? My phone was quiet well, you know, too, because usually 
Your former assistant coach, Kelly Schmidt, would text me every time the Steelers played the Bengals. Uh, I think she's yeah, yeah, she's lost my number. So, uh, yeah. um, all I know, all I know, coach, all I know, coach, is um, just watch your back around Woody Woodrum. That's all I'm saying. You know, as a, you know, as a Browns fan, right? He didn't say anything, so that's a good thing. Um, so. I don't. Did he know you were a Steelers fan? I don't know. He knows now. I don't know. He knows now. He he definitely knows, huh? So, he knows now. Yeah. Well, you know me, born and raised. So you know, you gotta grew up with those Steelers of the seventies. So good time to grow up in Pittsburgh, in the Berg. So. I don't know. You know, we blame this whole thing on the on the Ravens. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. Because that's when the whole thing fell apart, right? I, I got mean, you. The Ravens uh-huh. got you guys COVID, and then you know, all of a sudden we're playing three games in like ten days, right? We never were the same thing. I got you. Yeah, that's a that's. So, I mean, it sounds know, good. No love there, right? So now I'm going to throw the Raven fans under the bus too. That sounds like a good excuse. I so. mean, I'm I'm not buying it, but okay, if that's um if that's if that's how you want to roll. Uh, yeah, just just yeah. remember, uh, Friday the twenty second. Um, make sure your phone's on silent. That's all right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's that's our that's our matchup. <laughs> that's our matchup. The Rangers Penguins. Am, am I a Bills fan now? Am I a Bills fan? Um, coach, you can be a fan of any other team you want. Um, because <laughs> obviously your 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 first team is no longer in the playoffs. So yeah, you can be a fan of any other team you want. Yeah. I don't. All right. Be a Chiefs fan. You know what? You can be a Chiefs fan this weekend. There you go. I got uh, uh, I got my Steelers, my Thundering Herd, and there you go. That's all you need. And I got to root a little bit for Ohio State, right? So Yeah, okay. There you go. Got that, that Ohio State connection, so um, got to root for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're good in other sports. <laughs> yeah, well. Maybe not know. football, Red but they're – they, Ben Stennis, I think. I think uh, my son's team. I think there are two in the country or something. Yeah, I mean, thankfully he's not a football player right now. I mean, so there you go. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I didn't ask him how they were taking that. So. I tell you what, you uh, you should ask him how they're taking that, and yeah. report back to me. I want to hear. You let me know. I'll let you know. He plays a little bit of tennis with Coach Day, actually. Okay. And um, so Coach Day, Coach Day is a tennis guy. There you go. Yeah. And good so good news, by the way. Yeah. Um, the Penguins yeah. have scored first. Uh, it's one nothing, uh, Penguins over go. the Flyers. So there you go. Uh, you have you have my thanks for joining me. I will let you go watch this game now, <laughs> so you can uh, follow along and just again watch your back around some Browns fans. They do listen. So I got you. I'll be careful. Thank you, sir. So all right. Thank you, Paul. Go John, hard. John Mercer, head coach of the tennis team. We continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WVSSAC releasing some key dates today. I know you've been trying to figure out when do the kids get to go back and participate in some sports. Well, the dates look like this. Winter sports, which include baseball, I'm sorry, basketball, swimming, and wrestling, uh, open up preseason practice February 15th. You have to have 14 days of practice minimum. 
before you get into your first competition. Girls basketball teams can open up play March 3rd. Boys teams get to start two days later. Swimming, which will be hosted in Morgantown, the championship, going to be between April 20th and 21st. Wrestling hosted here in Huntington. Class single A to double A, April 21st to 22nd. Class triple A, 23rd to 24th. Girls basketball, which will be held in Charleston, April 22nd. I'm sorry, April 27th to May 1st. And boys basketball, also in Charleston, May 4th to May 8th. Spring sports permitted to begin practice March 15th. Competition can start up on April 12th. Teams can participate in the championship games or matches uh, starting um, in tennis uh, June 3rd to 5th. Track, which will be in Charleston. Uh, Class A is going to be June 10th. Class AA June 11th. And Class AAA June 12th. Softball hosted in Charleston June 22nd and 23rd. Baseball in Charleston June 24th and 26th between those days. So that's what it looks like, WVSSAC, coming out with some key dates here. And now we just have to get these kids back on the court, on the field, and the field will play safely. We're going to take our final time out. We went a little long, just a little, with Coach Mercer, as I thought we'd always do. Hey, look, I fired John up on the phone. He's good for 30 minutes. So that's how much I love talking to the guy. But we're going to take our final break, come back, and we'll wrap it up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, wherever you get your podcasts is where you're going to find the program. So if you like Apple Podcasts, you can grab it there. Or if you're more of an Android user, you've got several options there. You got Spotify. Spotify is a great platform, by the way. Uh, you have TuneIn, uh, you have Stitcher, so many platforms. If none of those make any sense to you, of course, you know where you get your podcast. You can find the drive with Paul Swan right there. Download it every day. Subscribe. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, hit us up. Give us a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, back here at the station, uh, I'd like to know how we're doing. And um, if you give us a five star review, uh, more people can find the program. So I appreciate everyone spreading the word and um, listen to the podcast daily. Uh, it, it does mean a lot. And I see sometimes where those downloads are coming from. And I look at the map and I go, okay, uh, here's part of West Virginia. Okay, that makes sense. We're getting a lot of hits here. Um, oh, uh, New England. Okay, okay, that's cool. We, we got some fans there. Um, the United Kingdom. Oh, okay, hey, um, Canada was helping us for a while. We appreciate that during the football run. So a lot of people checking out the show. It's fascinating sometimes just to, to figure out where are herd fans on the map. I mean, if I could just chart herd fans, where are you on the map? Are you are you listening on the stream? Are you listening on the podcast? Of course, uh, you're regional. You're in the area if you're listening to the show live over the air. So I know where you're at, but if you're listening to any other platform, it's it's fascinating sometimes to see the map and go, okay, I can see some herd fans hanging out here. Oh, hey, look, we've got some fans here uh, in the United Kingdom, and that one always fascinates me, and uh, a couple other countries. But thanks for tuning in. I guess that's what I want to say. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate you grabbing the show that way, and uh, hopefully, um, it's been something that's been beneficial to you over these last few months as we 
are getting into the basketball side of this. And coming up on the program tomorrow, I've got the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, Randy Lee. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about those Hilltoppers. Marshall playing that game on Friday, going to be in Bowling Green, and then the return game is going to be Sunday. Uh, It's scheduled a little different, one, because Marshall needed an extra day to practice because of last week's quarantining and contract tracing. And also, this is your travel partner, so you play one at home, you play one on the road. That's the new format here in Conference USA. It's at least for this season. I don't know if this carries over to the next season as well, but at this time, uh, this is where we're at. I like the series, though. I, I like it being close. I don't know, though. Would, would you start with your travel partner and then end with your travel partner? I mean, if you're opening up your conference schedule, would you start your schedule with the travel partner? Because that's the opponent that you think is among your chief rivals. I mean, for Western Kentucky... It could roll with Middle Tennessee and be good, but would you start out with your travel partner? You play that first one, and then you save that matchup again until the very end. I mean, think about that on the schedule. You start, I mean, you can't do that in other sports. You can do that in basketball, the way this thing's broken down. How cool would that be? You start with Western Kentucky right off the bat, right out of the gate. Here it is. This is one of your, your, Your main nemesis. And that could be the same way for all schools in Conference USA. You get the first look at at that team that you just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's you again. All right. Let's go. Let's do this. And I think that would be fun. And then you have the second one right at the end before the start of the conference tournament. Maybe that game means something. Maybe you're just playing it to to play it out. I don't know. I kind of like that schedule concept. I will forward that over at the next meeting. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank my guest, the honorable head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team, John Mercer. Appreciate him stepping in and talking to me. And uh, I know he's probably watching uh, that Penguins game right now because I told him it was on. His Penguins are winning right now. Oh, nope. I spoke too soon. Penguins and Flyers are tied. One apiece. That game, um, again, the first piece of real hockey we've had in a long time. So I'm going to go check that out. We will talk to you tomorrow. Voice of the Hilltoppers, Randy Lee, will join me. Thanks for tuning in to The Drive. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.